What's up? Did you miss me or did you miss me? Welcome back to Corked Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the brand new daily fantasy app where we actually make money. Yay! How about that? Download that bad boy for free. Use the promo code MMN, Mayo Media Net. They're going to match that first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. And woohoo! It will not be the only sport we'll be doing in the Jock Market because of the interaction from you out there, the Cork Stats crew. We got picked up and we'll be doing. Football, just under a different name. I don't want to get right to the bad news, but this is the last month of Cork Stats. I know. Can you believe it? I know, I know, I know. Let's just not think about it. Let's do it the way we do it. We're we'll doing it 115 off the crack of the bat all the way through August. Then after that, I'm not so sure. But I'm sure between me and Mr. Mayo, we'll come up with something. Let's get into it. The fastest show in MLB absolutely anywhere with me, your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. Let me hear it. Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York. As always, coming out the chair as always. Remember, again, we're moving over into football, so the transition is happening. We're dropping episodes weekly. Check out the Fantasy Football Picks and Bet's channel on Mayo Media Net. YouTube, I was at the live NYC Flex Draft, and I did an entire video where I broke down and busted on everybody's team. You know me, I don't really care. If you're into my counterpoint stuff. So I said something really nice about everybody, and then I tore their team to shreds. If you're into football, though, enough of that. We need more of this. The fastest show in MLB, absolutely anywhere. And you can take that mf to the bank. You know that. Let's get it. It's the three pillars of profit we're doing daily. DFS, of course. Jock market where we're making some nice headway this season. With the overlap into total base props, right? We're going to explain how to kind of you know, move the, the chips, right? People could give you a name, but a name might ring on a hitter model. And depending the situation, the circumstance, and the underpinning statistics, we're going to tell you where to move that piece on the chessboard, all the nuance and context you expect when you roll with us at Mayo Media Net. All right, let's get right into it and just do the thing that we do, me and you, the Corks Dads crew, everybody. It's the 8-8 Stack Attacker. Let's run it back. Brought to you by Jock Market. Let's get up and do this thing that we do, man. I just miss you guys. A whole weekend away, like, oh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Give me those Cubs against Anibal Sanchez. I can't believe he's still in the league. Are we going to pick on the 20 innings this year? No, we'll go back to 2021. Well, he didn't pitch in 2021. How about 2020? 72 innings combined since then, right? 6-9 ERA, 1-6 whip, not any good. Let's get back into this year, the FIP is at 7. That's got to be one of the highest in the league. I thought it was broken. I rubbed my eyes. Checked it twice. Not so nice. 17% K is too low. 10% walk is too high. A 23 CSW that's cold strikes and whiffs extremely low. I mean, 30 is considered excellent. Anything below 26 is worrisome. I don't know if I've seen a 23 anywhere else. He doesn't get swings and misses. He doesn't get cold strikes. He's got to come in the zone. And that's where you see the very high contact rate because he's not very good. 90% zone contact rate. And what happens? 48% fly ball. Now, 38% hard hit. And I wanted to stop here because this is really a quick lesson we'll do. That 38 hard hit is via BIS. That's Baseball Information Solutions. That's on fan graphs. And you'll notice there are different countings of hard hit rate. We just do it really quick. When you see hard hit rate on fan graphs, B-I-S, there's a human marking it, subjective element. Eh, balls on the ground in particular may not be marked hard hit because it's a human saying, ah, oh, well, there's a ground ball. StatCast Savant uses a raw 95-mile-an-hour metric. So if you smash it into the ground at 96 miles an hour, it's a hard hit rate via Savant. Maybe not 
on baseball information solutions. Again, the answer to which is best, the answer is both. But when you see the crazy elevated hard hit rate on BIS, that 38 is through the roof, you know that's a major red flag in the contact department, just to give you an idea of, you know, all the things that we're into here. So what happens when you combine 48 fly ball with 38 hard hit on BIS? You get two and a half home runs per nine or worse. Exactly what we've seen. Righties year to date having their way with Anibal 333 BA 447 Woba, a 1047 OPS on the year. It's ridiculous to be putting that up against the majority of hitters. Minimum three earned runs, minimum two walks in every game started because he's topping out at 91 miles an hour. Like That's right where you start to get in trouble, especially when the movement isn't good and you're not creative. You don't have a good breaking pitch profile, which Sanchez does not. The fastball, the sinker, and the cutter combined for more than 60% of his usage. I mean, it's a problem. Yes, they're slightly different, but it's still a fastball bin. And because there is no disparity, right, they're 89, 90, and 91. Hitters are basically sitting on that and kicking his tail all over the park. And then to expand a bit more, the sinker and the cutter have zero whiffs year-to-date against righties. Not any good. Give me Wilson Contreras last two weeks, 37 plate appearances against righties, 41 hard hit, 14% barrel. Then we're doing our triple slash. I know we have some new listeners here. Do not We do not use the standard quote-unquote, triple slash of average OBP and slug. That's like old-fashioned. I'm not even sure what that's supposed to describe. We're degenerate gamblers here. Whatever we use is to make money, right? So we're using BA, ISO, and OPS. The reason why we use ISO in the middle is because we're focused on total base props as well now in that emerging market, getting all those delicious plus odds. ISO, isolated slugging, is a measure of extra base hits rate, where OPS, which I love, is probably my favorite stat if I had to pick one, includes walk rate and walks don't count for total basis. So that's like a little lesson why, you know, just a little bit again, the nuance and the context you get when you come here. I got an eyelash right I was supposed to be good luck. I guess we're going to win today. Is that what that means? Guaranteed eyelashes overall greater than side. All right, back into William Contreras. Enough of that nonsense. 281, 313, 972. That's why I wanted to lay it out. 313 ISO is a 31% extra base hit rate. Meaning, if you're three at-bats, you're hoping to get two bases there. You see how that kind of works? And if you're on the road, which they are not, the Cubs are at home, but if you're batting in the top third of the lineup, which they are, and you have an implied team total over five, which they do, you bite, you're you talking about a fourth to a fifth plate appearance, where then again, boom, should get you going, probably more. Expect four or five, not so much five or six when you're at home and you're a favorite, right? That kind of makes sense. You're going to lose that last... PA, however, if you do get the five runs, we're hoping Contreras has something to do with it. Just to give you an idea, a bit of the, you know, the formulae kind of approach there. All right, then it's Nico Horner last two weeks as well, doing his thing. 87% contact rate against righties, nearly 40 plate appearances, 12% walk rate. So there's like the other side of that where he's DFS viable and jock market viable because their OPS matters on base overall at bats overall. 370 BA, which is excellent, 074 ISO, 896 OPS. So he's getting on base at a nice clip, but it's not extra base hit rates. You could see where you wouldn't go after Horner for total bases, but if he's cheap in jock market or cheap in DraftKings, that's somewhere that you want to go. Again, hoping to pile into the good environment. And then give us Suzuki. Okay, this is funny. I have this one marked. This is my... This is my... (laughs) This is my long shot, and I wonder if I'm getting off the rails a bit with this one. How about this? (laughs) Seiya Suzuki, last seven days, he's one for 13 with a 220 OPS and a 43% K rate. Big Johnny done lost his mind, but 43% hard hit rate, 95 miles an hour, and a better than 14% 
blast rate the last couple weeks, I think the underpinnings for Suzuki, who I think is a very good hitter, are there, right? So again, this is the opposite of chasing hot hitters, but chasing cold hitters. I would not be putting dollar-to-dollar cash on Suzuki in jock market. I want to be very clear, unless he's at $4 or less, in which case anybody in these stocks is probably good to go. Okay, so let's not get ahead of ourselves, right? I don't want to be crazy. I'm not going to bet total bases. I don't want to be crazy. I'm not going to pay the $5 for jock market. I generally would for hater model hits. However, this is a DFS play for sure. I think it's going to be widely ignored, and I think it's a good spot, right? With the worst pitcher in the league, and people might be off it because his stats just absolutely stink. He's going to be very easy to pass over. So again, we're looking at, you know, the magnifying glass, diving into the arsenal dissection and handed splits and even the pitch type, hoping Suzuki gets up off the mat. If he, like, does some stuff, man, we're really going to look pretty good. And if not, I'm going to blame him not being a hot hitter, I guess. All right, let's get into the Baltimore Orioles going up against you say Kikuchi. I say gas can. 4-9 ERA, 1-5 whip, 8-18 OPS on the year, but the FIP and deserved ERA are both north of 5. 26% K is pretty good. However, the walk rate north of 13, that's a major issue, especially when combined or it's really materialized with that 53% first strike rate, 30% O swing, right? So both of those well below average to the point where you're going to get in trouble, and it makes sense. You know, I don't want to be thought of and just kind of throwing numbers at you. He's getting up. He's falling behind. He doesn't induce chases. So you'd imagine, for looking at these stats, the, when Suzuki gets ahead, he's probably effective. He's either sharp, hitter's not great, or just feeling good. He's in a good spot. When he falls behind, the trouble he gets in is really, really bad. You know, you see that. There are major disparity in some of these stats here. So 44% ground ball is pretty good. 81% in-zone contact rate is actually excellent, right? So let's not try and misframe what we see here. The in-zone contact rate is actually pretty low, which is good for the pitcher. He can win in the zone. However, when he misses, the misses are middle-middle, and he gets feasted on. Check it out. 48% hard hit, 15 barrel. His expected Woba on contact is nearly 500. Anything over 400 is really bad. He's nearly... Oh, and 490. That is insane. But remember, XCon is a purely isolated contact metric. So you, you, with combined with the low in-zone contact rate, it's you know you, you need a bit for him to get cracked. So again, I joke with the gas can stuff. It's in there. Let's see how it is. And here's where I think the matchups come into play. He's really struggled against righties. He's dominating against lefties. Righties here to date have a 260 BA, 880 OPS, but have hit 13 of the 15 home runs. The problem is he forces the fastball, 52% use against righties, and nearly 600 X slug and five home runs. So we're looking at the Orioles that hit lefties, in particular those fastballs. So it's Santander, last 33 plate appearances against lefties, 50 hard hit, 19 barrel. Check out the triple slash, 406, 375, 12. 1205. Again, we want to keep an eye on the better than 30% ISO. If we're looking for total base props, hoping that one of three at-bats, right? Even in a worst-case scenario where they got kind of shat on one of three at-bats, he'll get it done. If they score and it gets going, the lineup turns over a couple times. Hopefully, we get it going easy, right? You get your total base props in the first inning sometimes. It's like the, my favorite bet in the whole world. It's amazing to cash a 125, plus 125 in the first inning sometimes. Really just sick stuff. I'm not sure the market is kind of caught up to us just yet. Let's get back into Santander and the triple slash, giving us a 475 expected Woba and three home runs in that span. Also, Jorge Mateo, kind of widely discarded in fantasy circles. We were telling you to add him again on this last kind of spike. He's been awesome. Last 28 played appearances against lefties. 308, 385, 10, 85. 385 
ISO man, Mateo again, kind of gets knocked for being like Billy Hamilton, speedster, rabbit, kind of trashy hitter. He's showing you flash. He has stick in there, 15% bow rate in that span. So these are not accidents. 15% bow rate is going to yield the ding-dongs. And then also we're looking for Ryan McKenna, you know, a habitual split player. But that's okay. We love platoon players when we're talking about this stuff, right? We're on the granule analysis. We're only looking at one single day. So versus lefties year to date, 40 plate appearances, 294, 265, 27 OPS with 5 extra base hits so I like McKenna in there this is like the middle of the lineup too so I think we're looking at you know Santander like a 4-5 Mateo even Santander might be 3 Mateo and McKenna are probably 5-6 or 6-7 so we'll be in the middle of the Baltimore lineup today they're also at home but remember, they do have Lyle, so I don't trust against Toronto who can hit. So we might fall behind, which would be great, because right? we want the ninth free. Like another one with total bases. We don't mind if our pitcher's not any good. And I hate to bet on bad pitchers for a win. I'd much rather, I feel way more confident in Santander in this spot than I do in Baltimore beating Toronto. And guess what? The odds are like 40% worse to back the Orioles than you'll get on a Santander prop that you may or may not hear about in a little bit. They call that a spoiler. And the last. Stack we got on a stack attack is the M's, those Mariners going up against Jameson Tyon and my Yankees. 396 ERA, 116 whip on the season. Not generally what we go after, but we've seen some kind of degradation here. I, I, I did pick up on a touch of fastball drop, Vinvilo. I don't want to say it wasn't like crazy, and we, he has recovered from it before, but we are seeing a downtick. Like it's go, he was sitting over 94, then he was sitting at 94, and I was kind of sitting right under 94. And you got to be careful chasing half a mile in, in fastball. We'll be very, very clear about this because guns can run differently. However, I do feel like we're seeing it, and it's a bit more of the movement profile. Tyon notoriously does not have a, a lot of ride, right? That left and right, that horizontal movement. He doesn't have a very, he doesn't have a lot of ride. So if hitters are ready and the command's not great, he needs every bit of those ticks. I think that's been a, a bit of the problem. So check it out. It's been the tale of two seasons. First 14 games for Tyon, 319 ERA, 111 whip, 3% walk, less than one home run per nine. He was looking excellent. Fast forward to the last seven games started 5-7 ERA 1-3 whip but the walk rate has you know nearly tripled to 9% with more than two hormones per nine so everything really coming off the rails and I wanted to keep in mind I was looking at again I like to dissect arsenals something I covered at the Athletic called targeted approaches you gotta be very careful it's not like a pitcher just has an arsenal we notice more and more now pitchers have two separate arsenals meaning you'll throw a slider specifically to lefties and throw the fastball a ton to righties and that's kind of what we get here that when it or in lefties in this case but you know a certain handed hitter so let me just start again tie on to lefties throws his fastball 43 percent of the time it's not great like it's getting worse and that's been at the root of these problems him over relying on a pitch that has degraded a touch and he's been punished so give me Ty france last three weeks 40 plate appearance against righties 83 contact 13 barrel 361 361 11 22 doing the thing with four shamalama ding-dongs with the shivity bop yeah Eugenio Suarez next up last week so it's a bit more but again you know I don't mind chasing spikes recency spikes with hitters like Suarez he's going to give it to you in bunches right the low BA with a ton of home runs makes a lot of sense last 20 plate appearances 267 410 56 but the bow rate over 15 with three home runs and then Carlos Santana that's what I want to get into again granular analysis at the center of everything we do here remember tie on force feeding the fastball to lefty Santana excellent 
Cleveland against fastballs from righties. The contact rate nearly at 90, hard hit rate over 42, 16 barrel, a 440 ISO, 423 expected Woba. So give me Carlos Santana, Ty France, and Eugenio Suarez. But the Mariners are going to probably beat up on Tyon and my Yankees today. But this would be another one. You know, I probably I, I don't know if I have one of these total base props, but I don't really feel confident in anyone going up against the Yankees. Yeah, you got a decent price on Gilbert, but not really. I think he's a slight favorite, actually. So who wants that? And paying negative juice, I'd much rather take my swirl with model hits on plus money. All right. That is the first pillar of profit. Feels like a pretty good time to ask for a like. Pretty, pretty, please hit the like button. And who knows what will happen with this show. I know we're down to less than 20 episodes of Cork Stats. We're going to make every single one count. But it ain't going to stop us from the content creation as we move over into football. Woohoo! Can't wait. Oh, man, I am, like, draft ready. I've been drafting around the clock. Let's get into the fantasy side. It's just news and notes on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We mind the advanced statistical leaderboard. Thursday is the waiver show and then Friday again look ahead and some bullpens things will be looking for and almost like a state of fantasy address that's worked pretty well on Fridays so let's get into the news not much but just some Alex Kirilov undergoing season ending surgery on that right wrist it's problematic and like he's a dynasty flush right now Nick Gordon getting all the playing time I added him where I could yesterday Anthony Rizzo for the Yankees missed the game against the Cardinals yesterday that's three in a row Carpenter's been playing every day Austin Hayes for those Orioles, out with an oblique. He missed the game yesterday against the Pirates. That was four in a row for him. Four days with an oblique. I'm expecting an aisle stint. They have not said that, though, but I'm not starting him. Brett Phillips has been playing, so it's like, so what? Kyle Tucker has not played for the Astros for the majority of the last week, but it's inj- uh, illness, I'm sorry, illness, and not injury, not COVID. It might just be stomach flu or something like that. I don't know. Maybe he's got the runs. So they're saying he should be back. I think they might have a day of a day off today, and they're expecting him back tomorrow. So I'm expecting to key him up. Great news that man, the GOAT, Fernando Tatis Jr. is playing in rehab games in AA, went 0 for 2 with a pair of walks on Saturday in AA. So you figure a couple games in AA, a couple games in AAA, and then I think once he's at full speed swinging about, they'll be fine. They're just going to measure all that stuff, make sure he's recovering. Okay. Mariners, who we mentioned before, activated Mitch Hanniger off the 60 day IL. I forgot about him. He, you know, he's not bringing up on any models. Just came back a couple days ago. He's an awesome, awesome hitter. Recovered him. I loved him coming into the preseason. He's a bit of why my fantasy teams have fallen behind in the power category, but you know, I can't blame him. He gets hurt. Such is life. He was my discount power bat. And we noticed this year in fantasy, right? Here's our little fantasy lesson. And I don't know what's going to be actual going forward because it was the ball and the humidor, but we noticed a lot of secondary power bats kind of falling flat. Guys that we thought would hit 17 or 18, those guys are like 10. And that hurts, right? Because if you built your team on that, you had six guys you were expecting, you know, 20 from 120, and you got six guys you got 10 from, you short 60 home runs, which is like a massive amount of standing gains points, especially when you consider all the subsequent effect, right? You know, 60 home runs is obviously 60 runs, and it's obviously 60 ribbies, and it's obviously 60 dongs. So that's a ton, and, you know, a lot of it, um, that explains a lot of where I learned a lot of people, not just myself to make excuses, but a lot of people that... Have fallen flat. And again, I've only fallen flat in the beginning. I hope I'm saying our teams, my teams personally, but hopefully our teams are doing awesome because of the hard work we've been doing. Identifying unknown players, laughing at the the masses, and as they like play their way into viability, right? People were sick of Jose Miranda. No, the underlying stuff looks good. Add him everywhere and wait because it's coming. And now he's in every, you know, format player. And you added him. We had Brandon Drury. You have so many of these guys throughout the year that I have like mainstays on my team. You know, Morel, the Cubs has been 
awesome all year again you know Drury and then we added all types of guys you know Kyle Wright and Brady Singer and it's just been awesome even Ashcraft as of late for these matchups so remember fantasy a lot of it is about the in-season work there's still a lot to go but that will do it for the second pillar of profit I'm looking forward to the next three days really when we make our bones sorting and looking for the players that will help us down the stretch and this is another good time not to keep mentioning football but football really does offer an avenue for you to catch up because people kind of lose interest or if you miss they just miss a week you know and you might have missed on I can't say his name E. Montero on the Rockies who's playing six in a row and he hit a home run and you know was going to have half his games in cores I added him everywhere a lot of people were asleep at the wheel you know it's it's easy to miss that I didn't have him on the waiver show because it started afterwards you know I didn't pick up on him after two games played but you meant between Thursday and Sunday two turns up to six games in a row and all of a sudden oh my god this guy's an ad so again head on a swivel fantasy 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 here we go to the bets the doid pillar of profit as my uncle would say those bets, baby, baby. All right, first up, we got the Mariners. First five team total over one and a half. I've been running this model. I mean, I already had the F5 algo going, so hat tip to the listener out there that put me on to running it against the lines. It was like the easiest, it was the easiest improvement to my handicapping game I've ever made because I did all the work. I was just too stupid to realize that these bets exist, and it's been the new uh, uh, pathway to edge, or one of the new pathways to edge. As if you follow my Twitter account, I hate sports books. I think they need to be regulated. Well, I think their actions or some of the inactions are like downright criminal because of people like myself, even specifically myself. They're not posting F5s early. They wait for our accounts to come out, they wait for my work to come out, they wait to see what we're on to post these things, right? They wait for action to see, and then we go get them because they're probably sick and tired of us posting 30 cents of CLV on every single play, every single day. But my nose is HL like crazy. Is that another good luck sign? I feel like that's another good luck sign. I'm sorry. The, the video people just caught me. I'm scratching my big pelican nose constantly. I don't know what's going on. I can't stop it. I'm itching like crazy. All right, so give me Seattle. First five team total. We already went over it. You know, listen, Tyron is, is okay, but we're talking about nearly six ERA in the past like you know eight starts or whatever he hasn't been good he's gonna be force feeding the fastball to fastball hitters he struggled against lefties and the Mariners have some of those so we could get this one in the first I love these one and a half team totals really really good pitchers give up five runs in two innings it's kind of in the card so when you're not pitching well and the team's hitting good give me that especially when it's near even money sometimes these are near like 140 so give me Seattle over one and a half runs so what we need is two runs through five against the Yankees minus 115 then let's get down to the bottom and the last one we'll wrap with a handicap it's a hit Parlay. It's Wilson Contreras and Anthony Santander. Okay, so two people that rang on the model. We're going to circle back to how this got here, and I want to give a hat tip to my boy Stu. That's monotone football with one L. He is super sharp. His work is absolutely everywhere. I'm going to definitely hook up with him again. Me and him did one of the best shows maybe I remember ever doing. He is one of the sharpest cats, and we've kind of become friends. And again, I don't mind. It's not biting. I, 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 listen, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. You, you, you copy sharp people. You know what I'm saying? So he is really sharp. And when the total base prop maybe doesn't line up or you don't want to chase it all the way, these hit props are, are pretty cool to be getting better than even money, right? So there's a few ways to skin this cat. And I'm only giving a few plays here. So if you want like the expanded play sheet, you follow me on Twitter and on Patreon. But don't worry, you don't have to pay for anything. It just is a good way to see everything all at once and I can host and you don't have to listen to all my other stupid banter. You can just see the work, use the tools, you don't have to pay and you can get the best of me without the worst of me which is my mouth. So I've noticed when we miss total base props a lot of times guys are getting hits 
at least. So give me Contreras, give me Santander, where everybody did all the analysis you could stomach. I mean, I don't know how they don't get a hit. I think both of them are off at plus money for the one and a half, but it was the playing at home and the favorite that turned me off. So again, I'm trying to further my own methodology here as I get into these things. Right? I was always a F5 money line better, okay? Now, F5 money lines are not available in the morning. We spoke about how books are having this push and pull. Like, that's why I was able to crack books nationwide, getting limited. I needed mules and proxies. We would just kill it. I mean, kill it. It was sickening. And obviously, they caught up to us. But rather than hire me and have sharpened lines, they'd rather just continue to fight us. And they look stupid right now because they don't know how to post these lines. That's why they're not doing it. If they knew how to post sharp lines, you bet your bottom dollar they would. They wouldn't be waiting for more information like ours. So... The last up, it's the Arizona, those snakes, which shapes on their back. Give me the run line. They're going to cover up the Pirates. It's Here we go, a little caveman analysis. It is Zach Gallen, who's very, very good, against Tyler Beatty, who's not very good. Zach Gallen, 3-3-1, ERA 104 whip, 6-25 OPS. He is one of my favorite young pitchers in the game. Deserved ERA below 3, K-minus walk over 16. He is very, very good, keeps the ball on the ground, 47% of the time, hard hit rate on BIS. Remember, below 30. Oh, just phenomenal. Reason why you get more, I'm sorry, less than one home run per nine opponents really struggling against him and Pittsburgh not hitting right now you can't get rid of a guy like Daniel Vogelback and expect to get any better than to beat the one five whip on the season the earned run average is below four but all the indicators XFIP and Sierra both north of 4.8 that's more like the pitcher I think he is he's a three percent K minus walk single digit swinging strike way 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 I just way too much contact line. I laugh when I see these ninety percent contact rates, and I think I, I swear, like the the public sees ERA, and that's what they go after, right? And, and the ERA is just we know it's not any good. You got to get away from it. I don't even like to rely on the earn run indicators until I can validate it with the underpinnings. So again, I, I conditionally format these things. If you're unfamiliar, one of the tools that we do bring to you every day, the starting pitcher sheet, is already out on Twitter for free at MLB Moving AVG on a Bird app, yo, and uh, a matchup view. All the splits, all the advanced stuff you could think of. I split home away. I split left and right. Last 45 days. Really everything you could look for in one stop, right? This is my one-stop shop. And it's a... I like to think of it as a story. I like to think it reads left to right. You know, again, we do surface stats. We go through discipline, elevation, batted ball quality. By compartmentalizing our statistical baskets, it really helps give us a furthered understanding of the profile. And I think it keeps us from allowing one statistic to tip the scale. So, all right, I'm not nearly as smart as that may have sounded. Pittsburgh, very bad. Arizona, actually pretty good. You know, again, people kind of discard the offense. The offense is not that bad right now. You know, they're better, probably top third, because they, they really don't chase their, there's a Diamondbacks, top five in line drive rate. You know, they're really not terrible, whereas Pittsburgh is pretty terrible right now. I mean, they have a three percent team bow rate last 225 plate appearances. That ain't going to get it done. So, is that going to do it? No, that is not going to do it because we are never done around here. And I'm telling you, I am the opposite of the norm. And when I heard, you know, the day, our days were numbered, I said, you know what? We are going to close out stronger than ever. And who knows? Maybe we're out there making enough noise to keep this show alive. We're going to breathe some life into the Cork Stats MLB show. Let's get into the home run track. I'm brought to you by Mayo Medianet and the man, the myth, the legend, Patrick M. Mayo. Man, if you haven't tweeted at him to thank him, you got to do it, man. Holler at my boy. Remember, he set us up. 
I'll put me in a position to help you. Now this is going to be going into football. Don't forget about the Cork Stats brand. It'll be here. It'll be there. It'll be somewhere. Who knows? You thank this man for opening up the door, you know, for me to bring you this. And I feel like, gosh, the mean I'm not be able to stop that snowball that's rolling. So the analysis is pretty much done. And I think this will take us back to the bet in itself. And this is where things where really, you know, I, things get like sharper. So this is the home run tracker. For the audio-only listeners, I got Wilson Contreras, plus 390, Anthony Santander at plus 370. And now I think this will help explain why we went with a hit parlay. Right, so you could play these guys. I love the home run tracker. I love it, love it, love it, love it. And remember, also within this, there are several ways to skin a cat without scratching its arsehole. So uh, it's very difficult for me to be... to. Tell, people just want to know how. Like, wh- how do you do it? And it depends on your risk tolerance, how much money you have, how complicated you are, you know, how into it. What are your expectations? Casual, the most casual better. Play the 22 to 1 home run parlay. You know, pair Contreras, pair Santander for home runs. You put a buck on it, go 22 to 1. You put five, you can win 100 bucks. Nicey, nice. A little coffee money, get you through the month. A little bit more serious player would determine an R and work backwards. I have $10 to bet on this. I'm going to bet four on Contreras to hit a home run. I'm going to bet four on Santander to hit a home run. I'm going to bet two on the parlay or any iteration of that. Again, feel free to play with the dials. You know, that's how you do this. But what I really like is to fall back on the total base prop. So I'll I'll be probably parlaying these with a tiny little nip, you know, 0.05U, 0.10U, playing the Parlay is a real play, you know, where I'll play a third of a unit, a more, a uh, point point, you know what I mean? Like, that's usually as high as I go. Again, I really should be staying below 1.5% of your stack, 2% of your stack, almost near a maximum. That's another story to get into road to ruin. Again, something no one talks about because most of these, the people out there that talk about sports betting, they're really fugazi. And I'm not sure, I'm not saying they've never succeeded in sports betting. I don't mean, that's not because I don't know. But it's also, that's also based on outcomes. So they could have gotten really lucky once and had that float a career. What I do know is they're stupid, okay? <laughs> Or they're, they're very poor at explaining things, or they don't understand it, or a combination of all these things. And I think that's why, even when I lose and go through, like, really bad losing stretches, I don't get dragged on social media. I show you everything. Like, we know what we're getting into. If you can't take the heat, get the F out the kitchen. And if you're in this for the long run, the what I'm laying out for you, the tools that we provide here at Mail Media Net, is how you sustain in the game. Thinking about combinations of parlays and round robins or playing straight and when to do that to fall back on your hedges so i've gotten in trouble in the past for double betting games that's really not a great way to do it you feel super confident a total base prop with the run line because one's going to feed the other you miss one you kind of miss both sometimes right it makes more sense to go to this way rather than multiplying r to keep r the same and divide backwards and open up the pathway to really go nuts right so in a world where you split up that $10 and they both hit home runs, rather than say, oh man, I can't believe, you know, I blew the chance at 22 to 1 on my 10 box, man, I could have made a ton of money. That's really not the right way to do it because they're not going to hit very often. There's a reason it's 22 to 1. The thing that makes more sense is to, like I said, divvy it up and maybe probably like, now that I really think about it, it's probably like five, if it's just probably my theoretical, again, I do this stuff on the fly sometimes. If I had 10 bucks in theory, 100 bucks, you know, again, I like to use percentages. That way it applies to everybody. Some of that always a big Bobby Buck C out there. If you got $10, I'd probably put in, man, maybe six, five or six on the hit parlay. Yeah, I would say six on the hit parlay because if we double up, we want to cover the venture. See, so you like how the thinker goes? That will leave four. 
and they'd probably go one and a half and one and a half for each home run, and then the remainder on the parlay and leave the door open where if you get the two home runs, you clear the board, deal a blackjack, and you open up the doorway where instead of taking the 10 and putting it on the, the parlay where you've capped yourself a 10, you could divvy up the 10, guarantee a profitable venture if they both get the hits that you're looking for, and then open the door for the progressive hit. And there you do it, man. And hopefully that earned a like button. If that don't earn a like in this betting space, I don't know what will. Put your cartoon fingers inside us and... That's right, we're counting down. we got 20 shows left or so, and we're going to make the absolute most of it. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. I hope you're looking forward to the football work as much as I am having fun producing it. So there are four episodes out already. I think you're going to love them. I went off the walls in the last one. 90 minutes, solo, smoke show. Straight up, smoke show. I ripped these teams apart. People who have made their bones in this industry when I was on snot ranks somewhere, and it don't even matter. I don't care at all. Because I respect them, I have love for them, I consume their work, and it ends there for me professionally. I have no allegiance to their analysis. My allegiance is to you, right, into your furthering and your understanding the digestion and even the possible countering. If you, I may counter somebody and you disagree, but I want you to have that steel man argument. Man, that's what we do here. We're way over the 30 minutes. I'm running late, as always, on Monday because I keep putting more tools on this thing, right? Most people would he would be putting it into cruise control, thinking about football. No, 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 You don't know me, homie. That's right. We're going to be working around the clock, doing exactly what we do right up to the very last second. And on September 1st, we're going to make the pivot, boop, and we are going to rock that football. I have something so unique and so special I almost feel like I can guarantee it will change the way you look at football betting. How about that? If you know me, you call my bluff. Let's see what you got, homies. All right, everybody. Love you much. Appreciate your time. Thank you so, so much for picking up what we're putting down, supporting the show. Please download the Jock Market app. Click away baseball because when football comes, we are going to murder Jock Market. That's what we do. Me and you. Corks, that's crew, everybody. 2022. Love it so much, man. Ah, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy your pay. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.